0: It's beautiful.
1: beautiful. Every color is, is powerful. Every color is worthy.
0: Try to bury us. They didn't realize we were seeds.
1: They didn't realize we were seeds.
0: They, we they, we they open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Saliari, and this is Soul, the podcast. A series of encounters with inspiring women, the healers, activists, mothers, educators, and world changers. Together, we create community, share knowledge, amplify voices, heal, and break narratives by elevating a new generation. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. My guest today is Miranda Fanel. Miranda grew up in the UK with five sisters. She's married to Nick and the mother of Forrest and Daisy. For many years, she traveled throughout Asia, lived in Singapore, India, and now the Netherlands. Miranda is a hypnobirthing childbirth educator, a doula, a massage therapist, and a developmental baby massage teacher. She's very passionate about supporting families through pregnancy and birth and reminding mothers of their strength, so they can give life full of confidence. I met Miranda in 2019. She taught me how to apply hypnobirthing and was also the doula during the birth of my daughter. Miranda changed the way I birthed and provided healing to me and my family. Today we will speak about doulas, vaginal exams, pushing, oxytocin, endorphin, and a lot of other things. Before we start, though, I want to say a few things. We are not judging anybody today with the things that we will discuss. We are not saying that doctors are not needed, and we are also not saying that there is one way of giving birth. What we want to do today, though, is we want to inspire, share knowledge, and change the narrative about giving birth by contesting ideas and breaking myths that are out there. And that's actually also today's topic. Giving birth, let's change the narrative. Welcome, Miranda.
1: Thank you, Stella. I'm really happy to be here too. Thank you.
0: So my first question is, who is Miranda?
1: Okay. Well, I'm, as you said, I have five sisters. I'm originally from the UK. I'm married to Nick and I have Forrest and Daisy, my children. My life wasn't just about birth and pregnancy. Before I, I was working as a, a legal um, assistant and um, traveling the world. So I, I did a lot of traveling as a backpacker, traveling for about four and a half years through Asia and Australia. Um, and along the way I started working as a scuba diving instructor so I've had quite a varied uh, (laughs) background and I really enjoyed um, just visiting so many different countries and learning about different cultures and traditions and religions it was yeah it was just such a wonderful experience and yeah and things changed when my my children came along and my priorities changed a bit and yeah then I started working with um yeah in pregnancy and and birth and supporting families through that that wonderful time yeah i've i'm i now in it work living in um, the netherlands been here nearly 3 years now previously lived in singapore as well where my daughter was born and in india yeah so had a that, that's me i love traveling i'm learning to play the guitar Yeah, I love being outside. I love being in the forest and the ocean, and yeah, just spending lots of time with my family as much as possible.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's nice. So, as I said, of course, you are a doula, and that will be also one of our topics today. But maybe not everybody is aware of what a doula is. So, it would be nice if you could tell us what is a doula and um, what are the advantages of of having a doula.
1: So, a doula is um, a person that will. Um, support families through pregnancy and birth. Specifically, a a birth doula is um, somebody that will provide physical support during birth, um, emotional support, and also formational support and support for the birth partner as well. She's there not for medical reasons. She's completely not medical, um, but she's there really as a guide and support and just that you know that person there to to be next to mum and her birth partner just you know guiding them through this this wonderful journey um there's lots of benefits there's lots and lots of benefits and um we see mums actually enjoying birth a bit more with a doula there's less unnecessary intervention Medical intervention. Um, mums report that they actually have a much more comfortable and relaxed birth, feeling supported and listened to. And doulas really help them to to make sure that their their wishes are heard and their voices are heard. It's really wonderful. And and birth partners also really benefit because they have you know an extra person next to them through the whole birth, whether it's Two minutes, <laughs> like my last doula client a couple of weeks ago. Um, I was only there for two minutes. Wow. Um, or it could be, you know, two days and the, the doula will be there f- through the whole thing, you know, holding mum's hand and massaging
0: her. Yeah, it's a really it's, it's really beautiful. It's, it's, it's a really nice team. Yes. Yes, I actually, when I met you, I wanted to only have a doula and then you told me about hypnobirthing and I got quite intrigued and I was thinking, what is hypnobirthing? I've never heard about it. And then, of course, I decided to also do the hypnobirthing with you. But as I had never heard about hypnobirthing, I can imagine a lot of others have also not heard about it. So could you tell us what hypnobirthing is? And yeah, why, why is it beneficial? Because I can say that for me, it was wonderful. Yeah, it, was,
1: it's, it is really lovely. It's a, um, a full childbirth education program. It's been going now for 30 years. Um, hypnobirthing was started by Marie Mongan, the founder of hypnobirthing. And it's taught all over the world in many countries, in many different languages. And it's a really nice program to encourage mums to tune into their natural birthing instinct. So, you know, women really already know how to give birth their bodies are designed to do this but we you know we just need to be reminded so hypnobirthing really does that there's no magic in hypnobirthing I think sometimes the name can be a bit deceiving there's no you know weird stuff going on (laughs) it's actually a a, an evidence-based antenatal course preparing the mum and the birth partner for birth. So they have lots and lots of different tools and techniques that they can use during birth to help mum to stay relaxed, to keep away the stress hormones during birth, because when the stress hormones are at play during birth, actually birth can slow right down and can be really, really, really painful. So yeah, we teach mums and birth partners the importance of hormones and releasing the the feel-good hormones oxytocin and endorphins and once she can once mum can really release those those hormones she can shut out the stress hormones so mums have such a, a much more relaxed birth more comfortable more calm birth partners are really involved it's really it's really nice to see the changes take place over the the weeks yeah and we use breathing techniques um, visualization techniques and affirmations and lots of relaxation techniques and massage um, and we also talk about the process of birth so what to expect at different stages what th- what you might experience know different forms of medical intervention if it's required and also natural um, ways we can deal with things as well so yeah it's really nice and it's really nice to see mums and birth partners working together as a team um, for birth it's it's really nice
0: yeah yeah Yeah. I mean for me it was really an eye-opener and it changed a lot the way I birthed uh, my third child right we can talk also about it maybe a little bit later um you've already mentioned oxytocin and endorphin so I thought maybe it would be good to talk a little bit more about this now. What is oxytocin? What is endorphin? I also um you mentioned that also right now it's very important that we don't stress during birth that we are mm-hmm. calm that we have patience. So these are actually three things that we really need during birth. Can you explain a little bit more and also because I guess there's maybe also a misperception on the side of the birthing partner that a doula will take his space or yeah I I don't know I can imagine some people might not react so positively about the idea of having a doula there yeah but it doesn't mean that the birthing partner is not important so how can the birthing partner also help to release oxytocin and endorphin if you can elaborate on that a little bit more
1: Okay. Yeah, the birth partner, you know, if a mum does have a birth partner, the birth partner is super important during birth. And actually, the doula does not take the place of the birth partner. And you know, sometimes birth partners are a little bit nervous about a doula stepping on their toes or kind of pushing them to the side and and taking over. But actually, it's nothing like that at all. And really, the doula works with the the mum and birth partner before birth um, to figure out how they would like the doula to support them. And that could be different in in different families. But generally, I see birth partners wanting to get involved and um, I really guide them and just, you know, give them a little nudge in the right direction and really empower them to be, you know, the the best birth partner. And they really are. But the, the doula's there also just to, you know, be there next to them and, you know, help to support them too. So, yeah and yeah the the birth partner can really help to release oxytocin and, and endorphins during birth so oxytocin is the the hormone that's um the love hormone the birth hormone and this helps to to make the uh, the uterus muscles work during birth and we need lots of that oxytocin during birth to help birth progress it has a calming effect on the mum um it also helps to sort of um Turn on her mothering instincts. It also helps her to deliver her placenta and also to breastfeed her baby. And then endorphins hormones, um, these are the happy hormones and the feel good hormones. And these shut out the stress hormones. They can't coexist together. So once we've got lots of endorphins rushing through our body, we can shut out the stress hormones. And endorphins are our natural pain relief as well. So there's lots of techniques that birth partners can use with mum. Um, and also for mums to do on her own as well. There's lots of things that she can do to help release those lovely hormones. So, yeah, the hormones are just magic. And, you know, once you know how to do this and release these good hormones, um, you really can see the, the effect. Um, and also can melatonin. You give an
0: example?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, for instance there's a really nice um technique um called light touch massage that we use in hypnobirthing and this is really light touch massage where we're just kind of tickling the skin a little bit and um when a birth partner does this for mum, this can really help to release endorphins. So it stimulates the nerve endings to release endorphins. And she might feel a real nice sort of fuzzy feeling during this. And it can really help her to relax and shut out those stress hormones. Yeah, it's really good. And even just lots of relaxation techniques as well
0: can help to release um, and lots of cuddling right kissing I mean if you have a birthing partner that you have this connection with but uh... definitely
1: and even nipple stimulation so you know you can do that on your own and nipple stimulation during birth can release lots of oxytocin Uh, sounds quite strange but yeah yeah if you do that it, it can really help
0: yeah Yeah. I remember reading it and I was like, Oh really? Okay. I'm not sure if I'm going to do this, but, uh, yeah, I I get the point of course. Yeah,
1: definitely. And there's also the sleep hormone, the melatonin hormone, which is crucial during birth. And a lot of mums really feel the need to have a, a darkened room, um, or quite dim lights to release the melatonin sleep hormone. And this is helping her to feel safe and secure. And when the melatonin hormone is released into the body, um, this really helps the oxytocin flow as well so it's just like animals when animals give birth they tend to find a nice dark space away from observing eyes and you know lots of people Um, they want privacy they want darkness so they can just really relax and birth really really happens and we're the same humans are the same we need to feel safe and supported um yeah Yeah,
0: the environment is quite important too. Yeah, yeah, I think it's crucial. So I'm happy that we are talking about it. Also, I want to read out a statement to you that says birth is not a medical event, even when birthing women, laboring women require medical attention. Can you say something about it?
1: Yeah, yeah, for centuries and centuries, we've been convinced that birth is a medical event, And in many countries, birth is always a medical event. Um, Women are sometimes told that their bodies are not capable, um, that they're flawed somehow, that they can't do this themselves. And sometimes they're even lied to in some countries. Um, And because of that, women have lost their power. And, you know, we lose our power to call upon our natural birthing instincts and of course we do need the medical system next to us we need them there to support us because sometimes of course you know birth takes a different turn but it doesn't have to be a medical event for you know healthy women and and their babies that you know with no medical indication and instead we we need the support there next to us of the the medical staff and hospitals but instead we should understand the you know the whole process, the natural process of birth and really listen to mum's bodies and let her use her natural birthing instincts as much as possible. You know, women need to feel safe, listened to, cared for and supported um, both physically and emotionally. And and we can can still do that in in the medical environment. We can. But yeah, I think women need to you know know what their power is because they have this power within them and sometimes that's kind of taken away a little bit from them um they hand their power over to you know the the medical staff and it doesn't always have to be that way so you know we can stand up for ourselves we can say what we want and um you know but still have the medical staff there next to us
0: supporting us yes yeah for instance in greece um they do a lot of c sections a lot and uh yeah and a lot of women go for it
1: yeah yeah and sometimes they're, they're scared into that so they might hear other you know people around them saying you know that that's the only way to birth safely um they imagine a vaginal birth to be really scary and dangerous um because maybe that's what they've been told um and sometimes like a home birth might be completely unheard of. So yeah, women should be supported to have any kind of birth that they wish. Um, And I believe that even if women prefer to have an elective C-section, then that's her choice and she should be supported. But she shouldn't be scared into it. It should be totally her decision.
0: Exactly, absolutely. One thing that I learned um, with hypnobirthing and from you, and that to me was one of the most important and special things was that we don't actually have to push. We can breathe down our baby. So for me, that was, yeah, it was incredible. And um, I want you to elaborate a little bit on this and also to talk about vaginal exams, because also something that I learned from you was I don't need to have that many. And if I don't want to have any, I don't need to have them. And it's also up to me what I want to learn once I had such a vaginal exam. So if you can explain these two things, because they were so crucial for me. Okay. So
1: vaginal exams. So for those that don't know what this is, it's an exam where a midwife or gynecologist will insert their fingers into a woman's vagina to determine how much the cervix has thinned and opened during birth. Um, They might also do a vaginal exam to determine the position of the baby's head these are usually done every four hours during birth um, and sometimes less. So sometimes every two hours, but the thing is, is they, they, you know, they they can be an invasion of privacy. They can be uncomfortable. And so women should always be, uh, should always give permission for this to happen. Of course, somebody is touching your body Um, and birth doesn't automatically give a person the right to, to touch your body without your permission. <laughs> so, um, and a lot of women don't realize that these are actually optional and they can say no to, to vaginal exams. Um, and that the, the vaginal exams don't actually give an indication of how long your birth is going to take. Um, it just gives you an indication of what your cervix is looking like at that particular moment. So, um, you know, in, A couple of hours time you could still be at the same same place you know five centimeters or something but for another person in two hours time that person could be at 10 centimeters from from five centimeters so it doesn't tell you the speed that you're birthing or how long you've got left but you do have a choice and you can choose to have none so some women actually say I don't want to be touched at all And some women prefer to maybe just have one to just tell the the midwife or gynecologist where they're at, at, you know, when they first see them at their first um, appointment. And then they prefer not to have any for the rest of the birth. Um, And some women don't mind having them. Some women prefer not to be told. So they might have a vaginal exam, but not be told where they're at. So what the cervix is doing but a woman always has control over this um, and she can say whether she wants to have them or not. And with regard to pushing, yeah, I think, you know, when we, when we picture a lady given birth, a lot of us picture a lady laying on her back with her legs in stirrups and she's holding her breath and doing a really forceful push. Um, and maybe there's a midwife, or gynecologist next to her, Um, telling her to push 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 and she has to push forcefully into her bottom and of course that's what we are led to believe is the right way to to birth but actually it might be quite interesting for you to know um, and you do know Stella (laughs) um, you don't have to do this forceful pushing and actually you can breathe just breathe Um, there's a special Uh, breathing technique in hypnobirthing where we breathe down and listen instead listen to your own body and if your body's telling you to push then go with that natural urge to push and you can push when your body's telling you so it's more mother directed pushing instinctive pushing you've got natural expulsive reflex in your birth path your uterus is pushing down as well from the fundus yeah. So, and you've got gravity helping you as well in certain positions. So
0: yeah, you don't have to push. So
1: breathing will, will help
0: much more. <laughs> and you also don't have to lay, right? The whole that's time right. in the bed. Yeah,
1: that's right. You don't have to lay on your back and actually it is um, not the best position to in yeah. at all. It closes off your pelvis for your baby's journey. So upright and
0: forward leaning positions are, are much more beneficial yeah and also perception wise right when we lay in bed, we might think Oh I'm sick or I'm weak or I'm passive, but yes. by sitting or standing or being on all fours or whatever you decide to do yeah. um it also changes the perception
1: definitely you're you're in control you're you know if you're sitting, standing or kneeling, you know you're completely in control and you're not that passive um person that's laying back on a hospital bed and you know birth being done to her yeah yeah
0: definitely great so I would like to talk a little bit about I mean we've already kind of used it during our conversation but something else that you changed in me was the vocabulary that we will use when we are pregnant when we are in labor when we birth (laughs) the baby because we don't deliver it we birth it can you tell us um, a few examples and also why it's so important to use this hypnobirthing vocabulary, let's say?
1: Yeah, yeah. In hypnobirthing, we use some different words. Um, and that is because a lot of the words that we generally use um, surrounding birth are sometimes medical words um, or quite negative words. So, and it's sort of quite, you know, sometimes it's a bit mystifying you know we don't really know what's going on it might confuse us um, or bring us a bit of fear if it's a medical word that we don't understand so some of the examples are usual word that we might use is contraction and in hypnobirthing we prefer to say a surge or wave because this is more when we think about a contraction we think it's quite an intense movement that's quite sudden and strong and intense but a surge or a wave actually describes really what's happening to your, your muscles. And, you know, they, they gradually peak and then come back down. So more like a wave. Yeah. There's lots of others. So you just said one, um, deliver, you know, we deliver pizzas, not babies. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, we, we birth the baby and, and things like catch the baby. So you might hear that a birth partner or the midwife might catch the baby when it's born. And instead we prefer to say, receive baby because catch the baby makes it sound like the baby might fly out and you, you might not catch it. So it can have a, um, bring mum a little bit of stress or fear because of that.
0: Yeah, for me, changing from contraction to to wave or surge helped me a lot. It also, while I was giving birth, I was actually really imagining the water, the waves. And I was really feeling I'm going through the waves every time I had a surge. And it helped me a lot with my mind, how I was envisioning it, how I was imagining it. I was actually imagining myself at my favorite beach in Greece, being there by the water and that, uh, yeah, I'm going with the waves. Of course, I still had pain. It's not like I didn't have pain, but I handled everything completely different. And this change of, of words really helped me with that. Even the word contraction. I mean, in, in English, at least, it sounds really hard, you know. <laughs> Maybe in yes. other languages, of course, in other languages, different. But yes. contraction and then you have wave or surge, it sounds even much nicer.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it can really change your mindset as well. Yeah. So it can yeah. really
0: help you. Yeah. Miranda, do hospitals like doulas and what do they think about hypnobirthing? Maybe before you answer, of course, I gave birth in a hospital that it's it's quite medical because it deals also with a lot of risk patients, but they were not that happy about me having a doula, doing hypnobirthing. And also afterwards in the conversation I had with the doctor, he was like, yeah, we are not that crazy about it. And hypnobirthing doesn't work for every woman. And I was thinking, yeah, nothing works for everybody. I mean, that's not a statement that I can do anything with. And he even, I mean, he saw me that it works for me, right? You remember he even said, oh, this mom is so relaxed. If she continues like this, everything will be fine. But he was still very, um, yeah, very defensive as if he felt like his profession is in danger because we're doing hypnobirthing or we're having doulas. And I also felt from the the medical team, that they were a little bit, yeah, not totally comfortable with with you being there. So that was just my personal experience. But of course, also reading Mary Mongan's book and um, listening to other mothers, especially I think with hypnobirthing, doctors are still a bit like defensive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think when it comes to hypnobirthing, sometimes it's because they don't really know what it is (laughs) sometimes. And um, actually a lot of um, midwives, especially in the UK, where I'm from, um, a lot of the midwives are trained to teach hypnobirthing and they teach it in the hospitals. Um, So usually if a midwife or gynecologist knows what hypnobirthing is, they're much more relaxed about it and they can see the benefits. But if they don't know, sometimes it's like, well it's all this airy fairy stuff and you know and yeah it doesn't really help the situation (laughs) but in general once they you know once they see that a mum is using hypnobirthing and it's really helping her it really helps them to change their minds and they can see yeah actually this is really beneficial it's helping mum to stay relaxed and the birth partner's involved like what more could you not want? Yeah. And with doulas, yeah, it's a mixed bag really. What I've seen in my experience is most midwives and gynecologists are happy for the doulas to be there. But then there are some that they feel that the doula, because the doula is um, supporting mum's wishes and helping her to advocate for herself and remind her of you know discussions that they've had. And, and a doula would help the mum and and birth partner to you know figure out what their options are and sometimes midwives or gynecologists can actually see that as a threat um, that a doula is kind of telling mum what to do and it's not it's not like that at all not at all a doula should not be doing that and um, instead a doula will support mum's wishes and that could be yeah, I want everything medical or I want everything natural. A doula will support those wishes without any, you know, she, she'll support the whole, the whole birth plan that the, the mum has and will just help her advocate for herself. Unfortunately, there are some doctors out there that are still not sure about doulas. And sometimes it just takes a doula to be there at a birth where they're present and they can see actually we're not a threat <laughs> we yeah. don't do anything medical you know and instead we su- we provide support ongoing continuous support for mums uh, you know emotional support that sometimes the midwives and gynecologists don't have time for they wish they had time for that but they don't always have time for that yeah they're, they're there for them medically
0: and maybe it's also good um to say that We are also aware of the fact that not everybody can afford a doula. And we are also aware of the fact that in some communities, the communities involved when the woman is birthing the baby, maybe a lot of women will come together or the mother will be there or whoever. In other countries, like I have a friend who told me about her birth and she said, what did the doula do actually to you? So I explained it to her and she says, oh, in my country, that's what the midwife does. So that's also different, right?
1: So
0: what do you think about the fact that Insurances don't cover actually doulas. Yeah,
1: so, you know there are there are countries and there are countries where the maybe a fam a female family member would take the place of a doula um, or, or midwives that are more sort of traditional where they do have time to um, support mums um, as a doula would. But of course, in in a in many countries, a doula is a different role than a midwife. And it's such a shame that doulas are not an option for everybody. <laughs> um, doulas should be an option for everybody, you know. But of course, doulas have to charge. We have to, you know, yeah, we course. do need we do need to um, to earn some money. Um, and of course, this is not easy for everybody and it's such a shame because if you know if insurance companies could cover doula support then that would be wonderful and hopefully we'll see some change you know hopefully there will be some change where everybody can have this support
0: yeah and maybe one thing that um, we didn't mention at the beginning that hypnobirthing also works for mothers that go for a c-section or decide to, to have an epidural it's not just As I said, of course, at the beginning, it's not just one way of doing it, but uh, it works also for moms who decide to have a C-section, right?
1: Oh, for sure. And I experienced that myself. I had an emergency C-section with my first baby using hypnobirthing. And it was a really positive experience and it could have been absolutely dreadful but I think hypnobirthing really helped me and my my husband um through that um, big operation and so yeah it it definitely works for c-sections and I always include you know c-sections and assisted births medically assisted births in my courses because it's super important we don't know when we're gonna you know there might be a, a time when we need that that kind of birth. It does help. Hypnobirthing helps whatever type of birth you have and wherever you give birth, whether it's home birth or hospital.
0: Miranda, who has been your salt? Who inspired you? Um,
1: I think when it comes to hypnobirthing, definitely Marie Mongan, the founder of hypnobirthing. But also I have a doula mentor, a really good friend, Karen. She's she supported me through my whole doula journey. And just all the females out there. I've got five sisters and a wonderful mum. And you know, they're always just my inspiration. And also my, my children, of course. So <laughs> not just one person. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: And to whom do you want to pass the salt? What do you want to say to the next generation? Or if... but I would love to in
1: my dream I would love to see, you know, positive changes in the in birth worldwide and To do that, we need to pass this wisdom on to the the younger generation. Um, That's where the change is going to happen. So, you know, they need to know how to stand up for their rights and for women to take back their power and make a difference. So, yeah, I'd like to definitely say to my children, (laughs) um, who are already true advocates for positive birth, um, yeah, to... To just step forward and make some change in the future, yeah, change is happening,
0: but it needs to continue. Totally agree with you. Thank you. so we've actually come to our last question. Is there something that you want to ask me? <laughs> we are reversing the roles now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I know you mentioned um, a few times that you know your experience with having a doula and and hypnobirthing but I'd love to know what your thoughts are on um, hypnobirthing and having a doula is it something that you would pass on to your friends
0: and absolutely I've already done it yeah so um, actually I bought the book of Mary Mongan again and my plan was to give it to one of the gynecologists in the hospital Um, but then he left to another hospital so it never happened so I gave it to a colleague and, uh, yeah, she did the course and she read the book and she had, uh, she already shared with me that she was very happy that I told her about it. And my neighbor did a course. So I'm doing my work to inform uh, women about it, about the possibility of, of doing hypnobirthing. And I see that a lot is happening. I remember when, um, the midwife came to my house, uh, and I told her about my birth and I told her that I had a beautiful birth. She says to me, please tell people about it because we witness so many beautiful births, but there are always these horror stories out there. And of course it's women talking about it. It's the media, it's the movies. You have a movie, you have a woman giving birth, she's screaming, she's insulting her husband, her waters are breaking and everything is wet and I don't know what is going on. And all this doesn't help at all. That's why also I wanted our topic today to be really about changing the narrative We are not saying birth is not painful. We are not saying everything always goes well. I can talk from my own experience. Yeah, I I definitely think there has to be a change. So to answer your question about my perception or my view on doulas and hypnobirthing, it's very, very positive. So after I had delivered my second child, I knew that for my third one, I would definitely have a doula. That was crystal clear to me that I would do that. So when I was pregnant with uh, my daughter, I... Um, did some research. I found you, I met you. And then you told me about hypnobirthing. And I thought, what's that? And I'm always curious. And I always want to research things when I hear about them. So I remember spending like two, three evenings um, reading about it, uh, watching some interviews, and it absolutely intrigued me. It kind of felt like, wow, I I want to know more about it. And then I signed up for your course, which was a beautiful experience. um, Those five weeks that that i i spent learning actually about birth i had delivered to kids but i didn't know nothing about birth yeah that to me was extremely empowering and then the actual birth was just beautiful like it's it gave me it gave me so much and it healed me it healed the wounds that i'd had from the past and um it did something to my family and it it just really worked i remember going uh, i mean you saw me um, being in 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 labor and having my eyes closed for four hours, I didn't open my eyes, and I was having my eyes closed, sitting on a chair, sitting on my birthing ball, communicating with my environment. And not everything went the way I wanted it, and I had to fight a little bit with some people from the medical staff, as you know. Yeah. But I knew how to handle it. I knew how to speak up for myself, and at the same time, stay relaxed and do the breathing and think about the waves and think about my island. And I could still, at the same time, communicate with the environment. Like I knew what was going on, but nothing changed this zen mood. Let's say that I was in because I was in control, and and I knew how to how to handle it. And that to me was just incredible. Yeah, it was just incredible. It was a beautiful experience that I wish for every woman. And that's why I'm also such an advocate. That's why I also wanted us to have this conversation today yeah. because it changed so much for me, for, for my life. It it was healing. It healed my body because I went through, I mean, different births before. I don't want to use anything negative because I learned a lot from those births too, and they were beautiful in their own way, but this was really different. So I, I wish this to all the women out there that they really know about certain things. And, um, that they know that there are options. And um, yeah, and having a doula, of course, having you there was also wonderful because, uh, I mean, my partner is amazing. In all the three births, he was just wonderful. So I did not say, I need a doula because he's not doing his job well. <laughs> so he ha- he excelled in all the three births that were extremely different from each other. But having you there was was wonderful. And um, I must admit, I don't know if I would have managed the whole hypnobirthing if I hadn't, if you hadn't been there, because there were moments where you reminded me of my strength, where you reminded me, go back to the breathing, you can do that. And that was also extremely beautiful for me. And the fact that you were there massaging my head, massaging my feet, you know, that was, uh, that that was great. So, um, and and what you said happened, you and my partner, you were like a team. And I remember him at the beginning being like, okay, what's that? What's a doula? What is she for? And I could sense that maybe he first felt like, oh, so now I'm not that important anymore. No, you are. And um, it, it was just, yeah, to me, it was great. And as I said, it doesn't mean I didn't have pain. It doesn't mean everything went well, but it was just perfect because I, I knew so much and I knew how to handle the situations and ask for, for my rights, let's say. But yeah, I'm I'm extremely grateful to you. And it is possible to Breathe out your baby. Yes. That was something I was very skeptical of. Of course, I watched those videos that you showed us and I read about it and I was like, how are you going to do that? But it's possible. And I, I breathed her out almost completely. Towards the end, I pushed three times. And it's, as you said, of course, the doctors were asking for it, but I also felt okay with it and i did it but i didn't spend 45 minutes holding my legs pushing out a baby and having like an audience there telling me breathe stop push so that was also very very good for me so i can highly recommend it <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much miranda answering all the questions and at the end of every podcast or every encounter that i have i always honor a woman So today I want to honor Mary Mongan. As Miranda said, she's the founder of Hypnobirthing, and she really made groundbreaking changes in how we birth. For me, she was a leader of the future, a protector of the past. She dared to challenge the norm, and she had faith that change is possible. She unfortunately passed away last year, right? Yes, she did. So um, I want to honor her today. And I want to finish with a quote by Susan Arms, which encapsulates Mary Mongan's vision. And the the poem actually says, birth in a sanctuary? Why not? Imagine a place where everyone honors you and the work you will do in labor, speaks quietly and moves slowly and gently, respects your need to be spontaneous, to eat, drink, make sounds, move around, cry, shout, love." treats you and your baby as fully conscious and sensitive beings. Giving birth is as intimate as lovemaking. You will need privacy and support and tenderness. Labor is not a spectator sport and your partner is not your coach. It's the journey of a lifetime for your baby and you. Don't settle for a typical birth. Find out more, home birth, birth centers, seek out a midwife or a doula. Arrange for a labor companion to stay with you. Protect your baby and empower yourself. So I want to finish with this. And I want to thank you, Miranda, for taking the time to speak to us, share your wisdom, answering all the questions. And, of course, I will upload your information and any literature that you recommend related to the topic on my website and I want to thank everyone for listening. Feel free to visit my website, www.soldthepodcast.com for more conversations and follow me on Instagram under Sold the Podcast. And of course, feel free to contact us if you have any questions. I would be happy to hear from you. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Saniari, and this is Sold the Podcast. Christ.